you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Monday, February 12th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is your cue to sit back and listen up because it's the Monday after the Super Bowl and we have a lot to get to, including our interview with Patrick Mahomes. That's coming up. But let's start with this. Kansas City wins the game and the Chiefs Kingdom has started its own history class because for the first time in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion and it is the Kansas City Chiefs champions of Super Bowl 58 on the heels of Super Bowl 57. Voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtus on the call, and we all know that voice now because this is a familiar crew making themselves quite comfortable in our NFL world lately. Five years, four Super Bowl appearances, and now the Reed and Mahomes incarnation of the Kansas City Chiefs have their third Super Bowl victory. Do we call that a dynasty? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's piece that apart later. Final score in overtime. Chiefs 25, Niners 22. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! Voice of the Niners, Greg Papa, reporting from the other end of the emotional teeter-totter. Quick reminder how this game went down. And let's not forget that this game started kind of oddly, unexpected and out-of-character turnovers. The first by Christian McCaffrey. The ball comes out late! The ball comes out late! The next by Isaiah Pacheco. And the grave digger comes away with the football! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Super Sunday! There was even a first Mahomes interception in, what, eight or nine playoff games. But all to say, the Niners came out and built a 10-point lead on a no-doubt-about-it Jake Moody field goal, and then this Sandlot moment dialed up by Kyle Shanahan. 3 nothing. Purdy going to throw a double pass. Back to Jawan Jennings. A throwback across the field to McCaffrey. He's got it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! CMC enter the Dragon, baby! Six points! On a trick play. Pretty cool play in spite of the obvious, albeit brief, hold out on the edge to spring McCaffrey by Niners O-lineman Colton McKivitz. Yeah, bud, we saw that. In any case, I think that any of you at this point with pre-game Niners win vibes were feeling rather validated, I should think. But then we saw... 13 unanswered points by the Chiefs. A Harrison Butker field goal with 20 seconds left in the first half, and then another from 57 yards with five minutes to go in the third quarter. And then, after this moment of complete calamity from the Niners' special teams... Townsend goes down and now picked up by McLeod. He fumbles it! 
He fumbles the punt. A muff punt. And Kansas City's got the football. He's got the football. A field position gift first and 10 from the Niners. 16 and the very next play. Pacheco darts straight right to the flat. Kelsey does a little wiggle route outside the right hash. The safety bites, leaving MVS wide open for Mahomes to float in this. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 16 yards on a seam up the numbers, and Kansas City has its first lead of Super Bowl 58. So with two and a half minutes to go in the third quarter, Chiefs now lead 13-10. Now Purdy connected with Jawan Jennings early in the fourth. Touchdown! The savior, Jawan Jennings. That 10-yard touchdown pass. At this point, Jennings has a touchdown pass himself and now a touchdown reception. And I should think he was likely leading the live updated MVP odds. But don't forget, that touchdown was followed by a missed extra point. Extra point. Oh, my goodness. No. It is blocked. How big is that now? A three-point game. Significant? That's a yes. Because then the Chiefs and Niners traded field goals, leaving the score 19-16. Niners ahead with one minute and 53 seconds to go. And number 15, ready to take the field. Now, let's interrupt for a brief moment of history and a moment of context. That number 15, Patrick, LaVon, Mahomes, the second is a guy who is no stranger to game-tying drives in the playoffs. Let's not forget that epic divisional round game against the Bills back in 2021. Time on the clock that night, 13 seconds. Well, let's now put 113 seconds on the clock and watch the man work. Travis Kelsey with the biggest play of the Chiefs' final drive in regulation on third and seven. 33 and a half yard line, Chiefs are three by one. Mahomes, crosser, Kelsey, 30-yard line, 25, Kelsey at the 20, 15, and out of bounds. That 22-yard catch and run ball is now at the Niners' 11-yard line, 16 seconds on the clock. 13 seconds later, Super Bowl 58 was headed to overtime. Butker's kick is perfect. This game is tied at 19-19 at three seconds to go in regulation and how big is the Leo Chanel block PAT. Coming up after the break, the anatomy of a game-winning drive, an overtime win, a Super Bowl win, and a few questions of the day. How many will Mahomes end up with? How many would he need to convince you that he is the best of all time, the GOAT? Is Kyle Shanahan to blame? Or is Kyle Shanahan merely to pity? That, like Stockton and Malone and coach Jerry Sloan, he plays in an era of Jordan. Sorry, Mahomes. Oh, and we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes himself. Yeah, stick around for that. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is coming right back. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and it's the Monday after the Super Bowl. I hope it went well for you. It did for me. Chiefs back-to-back winners. Oh, by the way, it didn't go well for me because the Chiefs were back-to-back winners. I had no horse in the race. I just had a good time watching a game that I think we're going to be talking about for a long time. Anyway, back to the story. Chiefs back-to-back winners, and now I have a chance to make NFL history as the only team to win three straight. And a quick word on that. Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones, certainly the biggest Chiefs names headed for free agency, and it's going to be hard to keep them both. But we have every reason to believe that Chiefs general manager Brett Veach will put an even better roster on the field in 2024. And if you believe that winning begets winning, and that winning franchises beget winning players, then this could get historical in a hurry. This team may just be greater than the sum of its parts for all the intangible stuff that we constantly drone on about. Design, faith, trust, muscle memory, culture, the big C, culture, and yes, the big M, magic, to wit. You heard Mahomes after the game when asked if this win cements the Chiefs' legacy. He didn't hesitate. He's sitting there sweating. He's still out of breath. The game just finished. He didn't say yes. He said this. So is it a dynasty now? Yeah, it's the start of one. We're not done. I know we're going to celebrate tonight, celebrate the Pride Wednesday, Kansas City, but we're not done. We've got a young team. We're going to keep this thing going. You heard the man, listener. It's the start. Be afraid, NFL. Be very afraid. And you know what? Be sensitive to, to what Niners fans are going through today. Unless you're a Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, or Cardinals fan, obviously. If you're any one of those, well, shit, do your thing. The gloating rule of bitterness and schadenfreude means that those other rules of dignity and decency don't apply to you for another 24 hours, so enjoy it. But for the rest of you, think about what it was like to be in the NBA during the time of Bill Russell's Celtics or Michael Jordan's Bulls. To be in NCAA basketball during the era of John Wooden's UCLA. To be in world hockey during the era of Soviet dominance, or in women's collegiate soccer during the era of UNC's devastating run. Try being the best gymnast in your country in an era of Simone Biles, or your country's best tennis player in an era of Serena or Steffi, Federer, Novak, or Nadal. You can be a Hall of Fame mind with Hall of Fame players and the most enviable roster in the entire league, but if in a win or go home game, you have to face Jordan and Phil Jackson, Lou Alcindor and John Wooden, Mia Hamm and Anson Durance, Simone and Serena and Steffi in their prime, Brady and Belichick. Good luck, dude, because you're taking an L like eight or nine times out of ten. And very few of the reasons why you're taking an L have anything to do with your own shortcomings. And yes, Kyle Shanahan has shortcomings, but so does Andy Reid. And so does everyone else out there guilty of being a human being. If Kyle Shanahan gets a few more Super Bowl reps, he's going to get a ring, but he needs the reps. And I, for one, hope he gets them. But it may take, oh, I don't know, the Bengals beating the Chiefs to do it. Ask Sean McVay. Anyway, back to last night's game. A game that really came to life in that fourth quarter and overtime and made a memorable spectacle for all of us to talk about for weeks and months and, yes, maybe even years to come. Where were we? Well, before the break, Harrison Butker had just kicked the Chiefs into OT. Next step, the coin flip. Let's talk about the coin flip. Kyle Shanahan is getting a fair amount of grief today for choosing to receive. And yes, in some of the post-game interviews, it seems that a couple of the Niners players didn't know the exact rules of the new playoff OT format. 
Full disclosure, I've been in the league 11 seasons, and I didn't know the exact rules of the new playoff format either. In fact, I was the guy trying to make it sound to my family like I did exactly know what the rules were, when in fact, I was riddled with doubt. Were Niners players well-informed enough? I don't know. Maybe not. And, of course, when paired with the sound from Chiefs players who talked about the fact that they were briefed before every playoff game about those playoff OT rules, well, yeah, it kind of does look bad. But let's remember that Shanahan's decision was based on two things. Number one, he had a shagged-out defense who had just watched Mahomes run back-to-back 11-plus play drives. And number two, he wanted to have the ball third in overtime. I hadn't heard that before. You may not have either. And that's a strategy worth crediting, not criticizing. If I'm a head coach and I'm playing in an evenly matched game, I can definitely envision both teams in this new format driving for either matching field goals or matching touchdowns. And in that case, if I receive to start playing offense on drive one, defense on drive two, well, then I'm receiving again on drive three, and now it's sudden death. And I'm in control of the ball, and I'm in control of my own destiny. And that makes sense to me. That sounds like wisdom to me. But, you know, think what you think. Hindsight makes fools of even the smartest people in the room. All we know is this. The Niners drive, that opening drive, ended with Chris Jones making arguably the most important and potentially the most overlooked play of the entire game on defense. It was third and four, and this happened. Jennings and Kittle are right. Now McCaffrey goes in jet sweep motion. They fake it to him there. A throw. He got throw it through to Juwan Jennings. As he had the uh, roll out of that formation there, Brock got pressure in his face here. Fourth down and four. He would assume he'd bring Jake Moody in, and now he will. Niners, of course, settle for that short field goal. Enter the Sandman. That's right, Mahomes steps up, and in 13 plays, 13, what's up, Tay-Tay? Proves that he is and was once again the man of the moment. And let's not forget that on that 13-play drive, we had a fourth down run on the opening sequence of that drive. There were two other runs from Mahomes on that drive. And yes, you've heard me say before on this show, in my estimation, Patrick Mahomes is the best running quarterback in the history of the NFL. No, he's not the fastest. He's not the most prolific. He's not the most elusive, and he's not the most dominant. No, in my estimation, he's just the best. We'll have that debate another day. Two more runs from Mahomes, a boss of a catch and carry from Travis Kelsey, and then the play many are calling a return of the corn dog, that game-winning touchdown to Cole Hardman. Now, keep in mind, Andy Reid said after the game, it's actually called Tom and Jerry, not corn dog, but it is similar. It's intended to draw the cornerback's attention away from the player in motion. Hardman, keep in mind, was in motion from right to left. Then he stopped and came back from whence he came. And at that second, in that millisecond, the corner was frozen long enough to create space for Hardman and Mahomes. It worked to perfection, and it sounded like this. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw, touchdown! Kansas City, McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! Touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game. 25-22. The Chiefs were a two-point underdog. They win it by three. All that public money on the Chiefs pays out. All that wise guy money on the Niners, well, that stayed with the house. 
Taylor Swift cutaways, by the way, that went over, way over. Usher halftime, I don't know about you, but it went really well in my house if Gracie and Henry's unbridled joy dancing in our living room is any indication. And don't forget the total for this game was set at 47. I saw it at 47, I saw it at 47 and a half. Let's say it was 47 for a lot of you. Well, the total for the game, you know, 47, 25 plus 22, Vegas, man. They freak me out sometimes. Okay, so that's how it happened. That's how it went down. And then, of course, the inevitable happened. Patrick Mahomes, who went 34 for 46, 333 yards and two touchdowns, did have that pick, but he also led the Chiefs in rushing. Nine carries, 66 yards, each yard significant in terms of down and distance and drama. And, of course, what did it add up to? A third Super Bowl win, a third Super Bowl MVP. Patrick Mahomes earlier today took the mic with Andrew Siciliano and Bucky Brooks. Can't wait to share it with you. Guys, thank you so much. The floor is yours. And when you win, you look at the camera, you smile, you say, I'm going to Disneyland. So joining us now, live from the Magic Kingdom down the road from us in Anaheim, it is Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes, who I don't think has slept, actually, as we have this conversation. Dude, does this ever get old? No, it never gets old. I mean, first off, uh, winning the Super Bowl with all your guys and then getting to Disney, getting to Disney and having the parades go on. I mean, it, it really is a special place in the world, and I'm just uh, happy that I get to enjoy it after winning that Super Bowl championship. Hey, um, now that it's over and now that you're hanging with Anna and Elsa and the kids are there and it's all kind of sunk in, looking back, Patrick, was there a point when you lost five out of eight or maybe after the Christmas game where you allowed yourself to doubt whether you would be sitting here having this conversation right now? Um, I don't think I ever doubted that we could do it. Um, I had so much belief um, and the guys and how hard they were working. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you have to continue with the process. And um, I knew it was going to be a hard road, um, but I thought we really battled to the very end and uh, got that Super Bowl championship. You know, Patrick, it's, it's, it's interesting watching you as a player because I think every player reaches a point where the game slows down. And for you being an elite player, there comes a time at quarterback where you have to kind of delve between being a manager and a playmaker. How do you know when to kind of turn up and, and become that guy has to do everything in the clutch versus just managing the game and taking what the defense gives you? Um, it's, it's a tough balance. I mean, you saw in the game I had the interception uh, kind of right at the beginning of the second half. I mean, you have to kind of manage that. Um, and it's something that I've learned just with the experience and the flow of the game. And um, there's knowing when I need to go out there and take chances and when I need to focus on just getting the ball out of my hand. Um, and that's something that I'll continue to work on throughout my entire career. Um, but it, it really is cool uh, to be able to do both and uh, really exploit a defense no matter which way we want to do it. Patrick, was one of those moments, the fourth and one on the final drive, where, where you had the keeper. A lot of people thought that that might have been a read, but that was a keeper the whole way, right? Yeah, well, it was a, kind of a bootleg where I was throwing it to, to Travis uh, or Rasheed, um, and then it, I actually saw Rasheed opened up, but once I saw the, uh, it opened up for me to get run, I just went ahead and took it, got that first down, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm happy Coach gave us a chance to put the ball in my hands and uh, give me that opportunity to go out there and make a play. Well, let's talk about Coach. Um, Coach Reed uh, obviously has unlocked and untapped all the potential that you had coming out of Texas Tech. What is it about him that has helped you become the player that you become today? Yeah, I think um, it's the best place I could have ended up. I mean, with Coach Reed, I think he lets you be you. I think that's the biggest thing is he doesn't try to change the way I play. He just refines it, and he just keeps making me better and keep preaching the fundamentals at the same time, letting me go out there and uh, to play the game the way I play it. And so it's um, – 
it, it was the best place for me. And they, and even more than that, he makes me a better person every single day. And um, that just speaks to the coach that he is. Um, and he's made me the, the best quarterback I could possibly be. He, he's let you be you. He's let Trav be Trav. I, he's kind of let everyone be everyone. It, it's crazy, Patrick, because, like, we have Travis getting in, in Andy's face and almost knocking him down, right? You and Rasheed had that moment, too, on the sideline, obviously, when he – late in the fourth quarter, thought he was open there right before you guys kicked the field goal. Those moments generally, Patrick, derail other teams, right? Those are the moments we look back on for losing teams and saying they came apart. But they keep you guys together. Why? It, it, I think it's because everybody loves it. Um, and when you have true passion and true love for the game and you work as hard as we work, um, some of that stuff comes out. But we, we, we're brothers, and, uh, and brothers fight. Um, and at the same time, we always we always bring it back together, and we go for that common goal, which is the Super Bowl championship. And I would never, I wouldn't want it any other way. I would want a guy that wants the ball. I'd want a guy that wants to make an impact in the game. And um, if they, if they let a little let out a little emotions uh, sometimes, that's fine. Cause I know they really care, um, and that, and it, it's cool because I think Coach Reed's the kind of the the pinnacle of that, and he and he really keeps us all together that way. You know, Patrick, you guys have kind of gone through the Hollywood storybook arc. You guys went from being the team that everyone loved because you had an exciting offense to now you've won a few, you won three Super Bowls. So now you guys have kind of become the villain. How do you kind of trudge through that? Hey, you walk into the stadium, everyone dislikes you, but you still want to do your thing without it becoming too emotional or personal for you. Um, yeah, it was different this year. Uh, just the, the having people booing you every single stadium. I mean, they always boo, but it was different this year how they booed and um, going on the road in the playoffs and seeing those hostile environments and, all you can do is just come together as a team in those situations. You make it about yourself. You make it about the team. Um, and, and just know that it's y'all versus everybody there. Um, and that, I think that's something that uh, we really focused on this year. And I think it, it prepared us uh, for the playoffs. It prepared us uh, for the Super Bowl um, and got the best out of us. Well, I think it's pretty cool, though, that you're the bad guy because you're the bad guy that's now standing in the way of everyone of the AFC. And now we see in the NFC as well because you win three from, from them realizing – their dreams. When you were on the set last night with Chris Rose and MJD and Mike Robb, um, Tom Brady's name came up, and you you kind of said, "Hey, but he got me that one time." Now that you have three and he has seven, like, do you ever have you ever mentioned Patrick to Tom Brady that like it seems like you're singularly focused to getting to seven or to getting to eight, and that that kind of drives you? Yeah, I think it's I think it's more than just me trying to be the best that I can be. I don't want to have any regrets at the end of my career. Um, and I know how great of an organization, how great of a coach, tight end, players that I have around me, and I don't want to let that, let that slide by. I want to make sure I maximize my opportunities. And obviously the goal is, is always seven. It's always to try to get as much as you can. Um, and so all I can do is just try to maximize my opportunities every single day, continue to work to be, to be better, uh, not only for myself but for my team. Um, and we'll see what happens at the end of my career. All right, finally, how was Vegas last night? Like, how was the party? It looked, looked pretty <laughs> wild. Good. Yeah, I mean, the, the party party keeps going. We're going to carry this party all the way uh, to the parade on Wednesday. You know, Vegas always never shuts off, and I, I'm straight. I'm here at Disneyland now, and we're going to keep it rolling. Um, have you slept, really? <laughs> uh, I actually, I got, I got like an hour and a half. My, my wife made me go home last night, which is probably the best decision for everybody. Well, that's a, that's a win for Brittany. She gets co-MVP on this one. Patrick Mahomes has already done the parade at Disneyland. He gets a parade in Kansas City, live here on NFL Network, coming up on Wednesday. Patrick, get some sleep. Enjoy it, man. Congrats again. Yeah, I appreciate y'all.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Thank you so much to the Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes. Thank you to you, Andrew and Bucky, as well. The now three-time Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes. There he was. Okay, so final questions. Well, look, we're not going to answer them today. We're going to answer them in the days to come, and time will answer a lot of these questions for us. Is Mahomes the GOAT? I don't know, guys. You all have your opinions. He may be, and we'll talk about it. But if you're like me, you don't mind the debate, certainly, because it's fun. But you don't really care either. Different eras, basically. Okay, Brady got Mahomes that rookie season in the playoffs, and he got him again in the Super Bowl when he was playing for the Bucs. So Brady gets head-to-head there, and who knows? For many of you, maybe that's the winning argument for number 12. But I don't know about you. I didn't like Kobe any less or LeBron any more for not having played against MJ. They just didn't, not really. And they were, or are, awesome players, and I liked watching them play, so sue me for not picking a side. Mahomes will have more chances, we think, and if he does, and if he takes advantage of enough of them, he'll have a real statistical argument to make that he is, in fact, the GOAT. All I know is this. Stats aside, I've never seen anyone who was as good physically and as good mentally at the position than Patrick Mahomes. For me, I've just never seen anyone better on the field playing that position. So does that add up to GOAT? Yeah, I guess it does for me. How many Super Bowls will he end up with? My guess, probably five. And yeah, that's a touch conservative, I guess, compared to the eight that he would need to pass Brady. But I don't know. Think about it. It's a different NFL now. Different than even the one Brady played in. Look at what we saw this year. Parody, actual parody on the field in the NFL. And that's because there are no bad rosters. There are no weak players. Everyone is good. In fact, everyone's really good, just about. And that means it's harder now than ever. And that will continue to be the case as long as human beings keep evolving and getting better at this. We'll discuss. But for now, we have sounds from the Super Bowl coming up next time on this podcast. Those wired moments that you didn't hear last night. You know what it looked like. You know what it sounded like when Tony Romo and Jim Nance made the call. You know what it sounded like when your uncle went crazy in the living room. But you don't know what it sounded like on the sideline, in the huddle, and under the helmet. Well, we're going to have those moments for you next time. And I can't wait to bring them to you on NFL Total Access, the podcast. Till then, thank you so much for listening. And ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.